clap of praise tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's great to be able to thank you, sir, and pass these out, if you don't mind. Great to be able to study uh, from the Word of God. We have been studying the what we call the I am statements of Jesus the past few weeks. Uh, and these statements that Jesus made when he said, I am, uh, he was, he was most definitely confessing his deity. Amen. Because no one else dare make that statement, I am. The Jehovah Jireh, hallelujah. The same statement that God spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. When Moses asked, says, well, who shall I tell them as sent me? And the Lord told him, you tell them I am, hallelujah. Amen. And so we have been studying that. And uh, we have been on... Uh, the true vine, where he said, I am the true vine. And last week we talked about the, the need to bear fruit, uh, producing fruit and how important, uh, that is. We're going to finish up the second part of this one and then we will move on uh, next week to uh, another I am statement. Uh, but since we were talking ab- about the need to bring forth fruit and to produce fruit, uh, you know, we talked about last week, Jesus said every, every branch in me that don't bring forth fruit, he was going to cut off. Hallelujah. And bringing forth fruit is very important. We have to bear fruit. And so keeping that in mind, we're going to talk tonight about the key to producing. The key to producing. Hallelujah. Uh, our lesson uh, will not be uh, probably not as long this week because I have gotten the, uh, uh, the most of it from uh, last week. But we do need to talk about the key to producing. And we're going to read John chapter 15, uh, beginning at verse 4 and down through verse 6. Amen. And I have that uh, on the handout. Well, if you want to turn in your Bibles, you can. But uh, this is what Jesus said. And we're talking about the key to producing, uh, uh, producing fruit. Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. There's a lot of people need to learn that today. 
A lot of people in this whole world need to learn that. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gathered them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Hallelujah. So, the key to producing fruit, the major key, the main uh, key and the emphasis is abiding in Jesus. Now, if you look at the picture of that vine uh, that was uh, uh, that we that you had on previous handout, and you see how that the vine comes up there, and then the branches come off from that. Uh, you know, and you see those big clusters of grape on that picture on your handout. That unless uh, the branch stays connected to the vine. It can't do anything. The source of everything for that branch comes from that vine. Hallelujah. A branch, if you take it away from the vine and put it by itself somewhere, it's just going to wither. It can't do anything. Amen. It is dependent on the nutrients Nutriments that come from the vine. And I'm here to declare to you this evening, amen, that we are dependent on what we receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I have seen so many people in my life, and I don't mean to be critical, but I'm just stating fact and truth. Some folks, it seems that they're, they're in a while and they're out a while. They're in a while and they're out a while. They're up and they're down. There's no consistency in their walk with God. And then they're the ones running just as soon as the smallest little storm of life comes. And one reason for that is they don't dig down in, amen, and stay connected in the vine to where they can have strength for when trouble comes away, because I guarantee you, if you're not going through some kind of trouble this evening, you wait, it's coming. The devil never leaves any of God's children alone for a very long time. Hallelujah. And we need to be connected to Christ. And, and, and I'm sorry, I don't care what people are saying today, they you see this stuff on social media, and you see it uh, on TV sometimes. Hallelujah. But yes, sir, you do need the church. Yes, ma'am, you do need the church if you are going to stay connected to Jesus Christ. You, you, you're going to get this. If you disconnect yourself from the body of Christ, you're disconnecting yourself from Christ. Hallelujah. It is a commandment. A lot of people still want to worry about uh, 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 following the, uh, the Ten Commandments of the, of the Old Covenant. You better look into the New Covenant and the New Testament and see the commandments that Jesus gave us. And one of those commandments is forsake not this, assemble yourself together. Hallelujah. 
as the manner of some is. And then he said, even so much the more as you see the day approaching. I see the day approaching. I don't know about you. I see the day approaching while Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. So the key to producing is abiding in Jesus. Stand connected to him. That's the key. There's one essential key factor in bearing fruit, and that's abiding in Christ. I, I got to have him, church. I need him every day. I, I don't know, maybe some folks uh, around here get tired of hearing me say it, but you know that this is one thing that we stress at uh, Christ Family Church is that I'm not, I'm not telling you to get religion. I'm not telling you you need to be more religious because religion is going to cause more people to be lost than anything else. So we're not stressing religion around here. We're stressing a relationship. And that's what abiding in Jesus is all about. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord tonight. Glory to God. I have got to stay connected to him no matter what it takes, no matter what the sacrifice. I need to stay because con- I don't never know when I'm going to need him on a moment's notice. And I want to live my life every day to where I'm on, I, I live and I'm on talking basis with him. Sometimes you get someone that, that may be, uh, that's a coworker, that's a friend or somebody uh, in your neighborhood, and maybe there's something happens that causes a little uh, strife there, and maybe uh, you, you don't get on a talking basis anymore. You don't talk to one another anymore. And some people, sadly, have that rift between them and the Lord. Amen. They drift away from Jesus, and then because of them drifting away, they find themselves in a place to where they're not on talking basis with the Lord and they're in a lot of trouble when, when, uh, when something strikes in their life. Hallelujah. Um, we have got to, um, we got to stay connected. And what on your, on your handout, that word abide, that's what I want to bring out tonight and I'm going to try uh, to get some of these things uh, to you. The word abide, if you trace it down to the original language in the Greek, it leads you to other words that are synonyms of that word that's related to that word. And, and I got it printed out there for you. Abide in the Greek also, there's places in the... And the scripture, that the same Greek word is used, but translated continue. And somewhere else it's translated to dwell. Here's one. In some places that same Greek word is used to translate endure. To remain. And then finally to stand. And then there, if you look this up and study it, you'll find there's some other words also, but these are the main ones 
that you'll find in other places in Scripture that's actually the same word in the Greek. Continue. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Let's take that word continue and, uh, and put it there. Continue in me. Hallelujah. Continue in me. John 8, 31 through 32. Let's read, let's read that. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So here you see the word Jesus says continue. It, and and you, can, you, can, uh, you can change that word right there and it, it means the same thing in the original. You can say, if you abide in my word. It's the same in the original. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I, I'm going to tell you something tonight, church. It's not everybody can shout a little bit and do a little jig Amen. That is truly a disciple of Jesus. Only the ones who can claim that they're true disciples of the Lord are those who continue in Him. Continue in His Word. Abide in His Word. Now, let me give you a little foresight on this verse 32. And then we're going to read a little further. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, we have quoted this scripture and quoted it, and everybody knows it. But I, I want to give you a little spiritual insight. I want to take you a little deeper here. Uh, let's see. You got, uh, you got a Bible with you? Uh, Okay, who uh, is anybody? Let me let me see your Bible. Everybody depends on the screen and on their telephones today. But it's I mean it's still still the word. Now here's how we we usually take this, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And this is the truth. I understand that. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that that is what Jesus is fully trying to tell the people here. We're studying the I am's of Jesus. There's another I am. He said, I am the way, the truth. Let me submit to you for your thinking this evening. Jesus said, you shall know the truth or you shall know me. If you continue in me, you're going to know me and I will make you free. And I'm not saying anything different there because what was Jesus before he came to Bethlehem? In the beginning was what? The Word. Jesus is the living Word. 
That's that the Bible there I held up, that's the written word. So they're one and the same. So what I'm telling you, if you have a proper relationship with Jesus Christ, you continue in him. He is the truth. There's no truth outside of him. And he will make you free of whatever binds you. Romans chapter 11, verse 22. Behold, therefore, the good... Mm. I, I have had this scripture on my mind here lately. I, I use this text for a message that I have preached many, many years ago. And we need to read this verse with soberness. Let, let me read it. I'm going to talk. He said, Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God on them which fail. Severity. But toward thee, goodness, if, if is only a two-letter word, but it's a mighty big word. It carries a lot of weight. If thou continue, we talking about that continue, remember? Abiding in Christ, in the vine. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be. Once saved, always saved is a lie. It's hatched from the gates of hell to try to deceive as many people as can be deceived. It's not what you did 20 years ago that counts. It's, it's condition your soul is in the minute that breath leads your body. You have got to continue in the Lord. you got to abide in Him. Hallelujah. Because every branch that don't, is going to be burnt, the Scripture says. And, yes, we talk about the goodness of God. We talk about the grace of God. We talk about the mercy of God. But he, there's, something, there's another word here used. Behold, therefore, the goodness and what? Of God. On them which fell. Severity, but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. The message that I uh, have that I, I have preached is the dual natures of God or the dual natures of Jesus. He is called, he's, Jesus is called the Lamb of God, Amen. What kind of nature do you think about when you think about a lamb? Gentleness, meekness, you know, a lamb. But guess what? That's, that's one side of the coin that makes up Jesus. It, it's a two-sided coin. He's also called the lion of the tribe of Judah. A little bit different nature in a lion that is a lamb in it. Now think about that as you read Romans eleven twenty two. 
This is why, folks, that we need to warn people and tell people, do it in love and do it in kindness. But I'm going to tell you something. If you go down the road and you pass a house in the middle of the night and you know that there are people in that house and you see that house is on fire, I think you're going to try to do something to wake them up before it's too late. What? What difference is it should be the more so when we talk about somebody's soul. What I'm trying to say here, don't play games with Jesus. Because it's your eternal soul that's in the balance. I might not make a lot of friends. Uh, I might not be called the feel-good pastor as one particular fellow I know is. But God has called me to be a watchman on the wall. And he has told me in his word, if I fail to warn, then people's blood will be on my hands. But he said if you warn them and they don't listen, they're going to die, but you're going to be free of their blood. I don't want... I got enough to answer for Sammy Pruitt without having somebody else's blood on my hands. That's, that's the only motive I got for preaching and teaching like I do. I want to see people right with God. I want to see people saved. And folks, this is the most serious thing that can ever be. All right, let, 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 let's move on. Also, that word abide means to dwell. Notice 1 John chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell, abide, continue in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. If you dwell in Jesus, you're going to love everybody. You might not like everybody you meet. You might not like their ways. But if you're abiding in Jesus, you're going to love everybody. Hallelujah. You might not like the sin, but you're going to love the sinner. Hallelujah. That's important. It's important that we show our love. Amen to everyone. So that word dwell. Let's, let's move on. My time is <coughs> swiftly catching up with me. Endure is another word that comes from the same word as abide. Endure. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. That word endure lets us know that we, when we stay in Christ, there's going to be some things we're going to have to put up with. There's some things we're going to have to... Uh, go through in life. Hallelujah. If he don't 
keep you from something, He'll give you what it takes to go through it. And what we have to do is learn to endure. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Then another scripture, James 5 and 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. So we count them happy who endure. Remember what I said a few minutes ago that it's not 20 years ago that counts in your life right now, 30 years ago? There's one other scripture, and there's more than one, but there's one other scripture that tells us something about abiding, continuing, dwelling, and enduring. It's not written down on your handout, but what's the scripture I'm talking about? He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. If you don't give up on Jesus, he won't give up on you. His grace will be sufficient for you, but you've got to keep trying. You've got to keep pressing. As long as you make an effort, his grace will make up the slack in your life. But you've got to keep on, keep it on. Hallelujah. Then the word remain. All still connected. John chapter 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth. Here we are about producing fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Wow. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it you remain that's another connecting word there and he said your fruit should remain your fruit needs to last hebrews 12:27 i'm moving on a little fast cuz i want to finish these last ones up and this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may abide, continue, endure. Think about that. In 1998, that was the spring of the great, that big tornado that just tore a path through downtown Nashville and just kind of followed Lebanon Road all the way past Termitage and on into Wilson County. That was the summer that I uh, sprang the year that I started driving a school bus. I was on that bus with, uh, with children that day, that afternoon. And... Uh, the plantation there, the farm, where the hermitage is at, I remember seeing on the news that there were over a thousand trees 
that was uprooted, blown down when that tornado took a big swipe through that area. A day or two after, I took a drive out through that way, and it looked like a battle zone. Trees down everywhere. But there's something that I noticed. We all kind of trees down, but yet right here in, in the midst of a tree down over there and a tree down over here stood one standing sure and strong over here. here there would still be another here and there in the midst of all those trees. The Lord spoke to me about the scripture in Hebrews. God said he's going to send a shaking on the land in the last day, signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. I'm going to tell you, church, you need a relationship in God. You need a faith in God that all the devils in hell can't shake you away from. You got to remain. You got to endure. God's going to let things come your way to see if you can be shaken or not. He said he's going to let a time come in the end. Amen. That everything that came. I'm going to, the day's going to come that people's going to know who the true church is. Hallelujah. Amen. Like seeing all those trees down, but yet it was it was it was it was strange to see. But yet there were some don't seem to be that was touched. But I guarantee you, those trees that were still standing, I bet that, I know that there was some stress going on with those trees while that storm was going on. Hallelujah! But they couldn't be shaken. They couldn't be uprooted. They couldn't be pulled down. They experienced the same winds that the rest of the trees. But you know what? The key to it is abiding in Jesus. Hallelujah. Then one more word, and like I said, there were, there were other words, but I knew, uh, I picked out these first few. I knew time would really uh, take up talking about these as we're talking about the key to producing. The last word we're going to talk about in our lesson tonight is to stand. Hallelujah. Wow, you mean the words to stand is connected in the Greek to the word abide? Yes, it is. It's connected. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Glory to God. Watch, stand fast in the faith. The church is experienced winds that is blowing against her from every direction today. There was a wind come through in Kentucky, tried to blow over a lady by the name of Kim Davis. 
There were certain winds that was determined that was going to take her down because they didn't like what she stood for. But it didn't matter. They came and got her and carried her from her office in handcuffs. But she did just exactly like 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13 said. She stood fast in the faith. She was brave and she was strong. I know God gave her strength. God gave her help. But you know what? She defeated the enemy that tried to destroy her. And he will be the same with you if you will stand. Ephesians 6, 13 and 14, the last scripture for tonight. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, <coughs> stand therefore. Now these verses, the fellow that came along uh, later and put uh, chapters and verses in the Bible, there's a lot of places that they was divided that they shouldn't have been divided, and this is one of them, because it's continuation. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. When you feel like you've done everything that you could do, you got to keep standing. When you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed, you got to keep praying. Hallelujah. You cannot give the devil an inch. Stand there. Excuse me, having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. All these things that we talked about, abiding, continue, dwelling, enduring, remaining, standing, they are the key to producing fruit. If you don't do these things, you're not going to bring forth fruit. And if you don't bring forth fruit, we don't know when that time is, but somewhere along the line, sooner or later, Jesus is going to come uh, <coughs> with a printing, uh, pruning scissors and he's going to cut you off. Hallelujah. We got we to gotta bring forth fruit. We got to produce fruit. So I am the vine. Praise the Lord. Thank God for being connected to the vine tonight. Next week, we will continue with another one of them.